Blog Talk Radio. Now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam Show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is the 338th episode and this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I am Chris Featherstone as always, indeed, indeed, indeed. It's going to be a fun one tonight. As always, we got so much to talk about. We got a lot of trivia today. I felt like a, a really cool trivia mood today. Uh, so it's going to be really awesome. We got the live chat going on. So if you're listening to this through audio uh, after Tuesday night, uh, thank you for so much for your support. Continue to download because you know what's so funny? Because everybody has their perk. Uh, I really enjoy the live YouTube bunch. We have uh, some awesome people. I always say the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Pancakes and Power Slam fans are the best fans in the world, and I truly, truly believe that. Uh, but you know what's so funny? Uh, the pre- the people who are listening to the audio, they get the perk of listening to the weekly interviews uh, every single solitary week. So uh, the YouTube get the uh, advantage to interact with me live and uh, do the hashtag ask. Chris, uh, live Q&A, uh, the people who are listening to us via audio uh, have the uh, advantage of listening to the weekly interviews. So if I were you and I'm listening to this right now through audio, uh, enjoy the interview that I have for this week. And also, if you're listening to this live, hop on YouTube, uh, join the YouTube chat. Lots of fun. Uh, I answer live questions there every week now. And of course, you have the live Q&A. And the wrestling trivia, whether you're listening to audio or YouTube, if you're not listening to live, that's fine. You can still do the trivia questions, uh, see if you get the trivia questions right. 
we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we got Hell in a Cell, Raw, SmackDown. Uh, we got some uh, Crown Jewel. Hmm. What do I think about that name? WWE Crown Jewel. I'll explain that. 205 Live. Uh, WWE must be li- listening to this show <laughs> because I've been I've been suggesting uh, what happened at 205 Live. I've been suggesting that for quite some time. So we'll talk about that. Greatest babyface of all time. What do you think? We'll talk about that as well. Flavor of the week this week is uh, we're going to do round two. We're going to go to the the finals and the because uh, right now we have the semifinals uh, in place. We're going to go to the finals of the best 1980s tag team WWE tag team who never won the WWE tag team titles. So we got the final four going on right now. Uh, we'll reveal them on the other side. And we're going to have some fun, as we do always. Once again, thank you so much for downloading the audio. If you're listening to this, no matter where, download it and subscribe to iTunes. Here's the the thing. Follow the Pancakes and Power Slam show at Crave Wrestling. Spread the word. uh, Send all types of positivity as far as how much you love the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Let's continue this movement. It's been almost six and a half years since the Pancakes and Power Slam show has been on air. 338 straight weeks. How about that? Much, much fun, as we do as always. This has become an independent podcast empire because of you. Because of all of your support, your listening support, and your uh, just your love and passion for the show and the, the, uh, the excitement to share it with others. So continue to do that. Continue to let your friends and family know about the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Any wrestling fan that you know, let them know about the Pancakes and Power Slam show so they can be a part of the interactive community as well. This week we're going to talk uh, with uh, the, the second part, a for, former WWE star Mike Knox. So he has some really, really interesting things to talk about. As you heard last week, some really good stuff. Uh, and this week is going to be uh, even more riveting stuff about his career in both the WWE and Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's going to, from last week, if you remember, uh, he was tired of WWE. He was just spent taking a bit of a hiatus from pro wrestling. And then he got a call from a friend who gave him an opportunity that he could not resist. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back on the other side. Let's listen to about this opportunity with Mike Knox and see, did he accept it? Did he not accept it? What happened with this opportunity and how it led him to become um, even more uh, uh, riveting within storylines? What did this opportunity lead him to? How did he get this opportunity? We'll find out right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on the other side from the Mike Knox interview. Enjoy. Drew calls me, um, Gallows calls me. He's like, hey, I got a show in Guyana. It's going to be awesome, man. I want you to come. I was like, ah, I ain't really doing wrestling no more, man. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't worked in two years. And he's like, come on, man. You can work with me. It'll be so easy. And I was like, oh, okay. So he convinced me to go, and I went, we went and did this show in Guyana. One match. And then I came back, and three weeks later, he's like, hey, I got to try it with TNA. I can't go. I told him you'd go. Wow. And I was like, wait a minute, man. I, I ain't ready for this. Like, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a different, it's a different level being on the independents and doing those smaller shows, 
than being on on TV live and you know really really cranking it up. So I'm like, man, I can, I can. He's like, oh, and he kind of guilt tripped me a little bit, and I was like, fine, fine, I'll go. You know, so I called Al Snow, and we went and did uh, two. I went and did two dark matches. I won against Kazarian against um, Devon mm-hmm. actually. And so after one match in two years, I went and did a tryout and got hired nice. <laughs> after one match, which people get so mad about because, you know, you work so hard your whole life to do this kind of stuff. And some people who are far superior to me never get a look, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it was almost just dumb luck when I fell into it. Oh, wow. And uh, I got to be honest, man, it was the absolute funnest time I ever had in my career it was because I got to hang out with all my best friends Wes and Garrett and, and D-Lo and Devon and Bubba like Ken you know we still talk all the time and you know and we were also in a hot angle we were doing main events and I was getting to go against the heroes of my life you know when I was a kid with my glasses and my mullet and my posters on my wall of Hulk Hogan and Sting. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, I was such a fan of, of Kurt Angle and like all, like all these guys that I thought were just, you know, world beaters. And I got to go out there and work with Hulk Hogan yeah. and beat him up. You know what I mean? I got to go and work with Sting and like in Angle and Abyss, you know, and like all these, AJ, all these guys, Jeff Hardy and like all these people that I'd known but never got a chance to work with them mm-hmm. because they were over. And I was, you know, I'd say mid-card at best, you know, just trying to be honest. I mean, I was I was a really good worker, and I probably could have been something better. But, you know, you can't look back and regret on all all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you do the best you can with what you got. Yeah. Uh, and even though we were going out there and, you know, it was it was real hot at the beginning. Like we were getting over and we were beating people and leaving them, leaving them, you know, leaving them dead. And like the 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 buzz was real hot. And then, right after we were starting to do that stuff, if you remember right, that's when the shield came out mm. through the crowd, like we did yep. with the masks, like we had. You know what I mean? Of course, that was WWE, and they had that that gigantic machine behind it. Mm-hmm. So they just blew up. And then, like a lot of stuff at Impact Wrestling. The writers change, the perspective changes, and then instead of us getting over and continuing to be better and better and better, all of a sudden we just started getting the snot beat out of us Mm -hmm. every single show, every week, and I didn't even care. Mm. I was so happy to be there with with my best friends and getting to work with my heroes. I didn't even care. Yeah. But, you know, it all... I remember I, did, I never say nothing from my wrestling career, like none of my like shirts or anything like that. And I was sitting there and I wore that dang neoprene mask. Mm-hmm. It was a neoprene mask on top of another one that was sewed on top of it, so it wouldn't fall off like in our you know in our matches. And you couldn't breathe out of those things to save your life. It was like breathing out of a straw. Oh no! So like everything I did, like it was. Everything had to be really calculated because you can only get your air when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, so it's real tough. So we were doing that. I was like, you know what? This mask I've had it on for almost a year. It stinks. It's I got blood in it, and 
you know, all kind of stuff. I was like, I'm keeping this mask. I was like, I don't care. This is mine. So come time for me to get demasked, I get beat up. I think it was Kurt Angle who was in a cage or something like that, and Kurt Angle finally, you know, pulled my mask off for the big reveal, and the crowd kind of went, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do it. I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Mike, nah. (laughs) And I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, cool. I got the mask off, so now I can breathe. So he pulls the mask off, and without even taking one second's rest, he threw that son of a gun in the crowd. Mm. And I was just laying on the ground, just, oh, man. I was, I was like, oh, Kurt, you <laughs> dork. Why would you do that to me? And I was like, okay, I'm keeping the leather vest then. Uh-uh. <laughs> they decided to sell that after I'd got, uh, after the, the whole band got, you know, discontinued or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they collected all of our all our cuts, all our leather vests. They buried them. Do you remember that little angle? They mm-hmm. threw them, buried them. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was going to get that thing back, but no. Wow. They sold they sold the dang thing on eBay, I think. Oh wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Now it's it's okay. So, whose idea? What was this? Is a Bischoff creation, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And whose idea was it? Bischoff's idea to unmask all of you? Well, I think eventually, you know, we all had to be, you know, unmasked. Especially when, you know, like when Devon and Bubba, you know, because like, they they had been split for a long time. Yeah. And uh, you know they were doing their thing, their separate things. So then finally, when like Devon got unmasked, and then I think I can't remember who got who got masked next. Was it maybe like it might have been Bischoff or it might have been uh, Wes, mm-hmm. and you know and it just kind of kept going and sooner or later, we all had to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think Ken Anderson, we ended up bringing him in later. But the funny thing about that Aces and Aces is like all that stuff when we used to go jump everybody. There was all kinds of people in there. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, I was going to ask you that too. We had who all did we have? EY, EY was one of the first ones. Eric Young, okay, yeah. wow. But, I mean, we all knew that, he, like, whenever Push came to shove, like, he wasn't going to be in the group. Like, uh-huh. he was he was our help. Gotcha. You know? gotcha. Sam Shaw, he was one of the first ones. He would have been a good Aces and Nates person, I think. You know, I, I always say it, man. He, he was underrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think he was. He, was, he was underused. Yeah, I agree. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, he's... The the few I mean like the pairing with Santana Garrett it had a it had a dynamic to it but it wasn't really used correctly though you know and um, yeah I mean I think Sam Shaw would have been a perfect ace in the That's one of the guy. things about Impact Wrestling yeah you know they, they, when they change the writers like the head writers they all they change quite often there mm-hmm. and whenever the head writers change all the ideas that the past guy had. Is considered uh, you know obsolete. Like mm. ah, we'll just let them run. You know, let them let them take up a little bit of time. But they we ain't gonna give them no more. Uh, you know, no more real thought. That's not my idea. That was never my idea. So I'm gonna go here. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah you know, I think West has said the same thing. That's how a big tough man ends up in the in a in a circus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> great segue for that too. Um, and. and Wes, when I had Wes, he was talking about that too. Just the, the change of writers just kind of 
changed the direction of the Aces yeah. and Eights, and and I, and I, and I'm really I'm really curious. You said Eric Young. You said, and so these people were these people like talked about uh, as being a part of the group, or they were just there just to be utilized to to carry the uh, the the angle. To, to the next week or to the next few yeah, weeks. That's that's what it was. Gotcha. I mean, we needed extra. We needed extra people. Like we had a few. We had a few um, uh, Bubba students mm-hmm. every once in a while that would come in. Who I think I have. I've fallen out of touch with most of them. But you know, one of them that we used to give a hard time. You know, because like they do the shot, like the pictures and like all that stuff, and he'd always kind of be in the front. Like and we kind of got to push <laughs> him out and be like, hey, listen, dude. You ain't signed. Like this right. is your deal. Like you stand in the back. You know you got to, you know, build your own, build your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's like even like the even a lot of the um, like the programs and stuff. He's standing right in the front. Like, oh so, wow. You know, so we give him a hard time, but like you know, he's really evolved too. He's got he got get all muscular up, and uh-huh. he's, he's a better wrestler now. And like that's awesome. You know, so we we had a bunch of guys, man. It was and it was just. Uh, the way I figured it, like the way I had it in my head, is because they all they told us all too, like whenever we had matches, like we can't do moves, no wrestling moves, mm-hmm. punch and kick, throw around, no wrestling, nothing that would discern you from anybody else other than a brawler. Mm. So like all these times, like when I was wrestling against you know like Austin Aries or like any of these guys, where you know I got mad respect for these guys and I want to work hard. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing but punch and kick, you know, like I'm a 1982, you know, Mid-Souther. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing all that kind of stuff, but I always had a picture, like, the more the better. Like, sheer dominance by numbers. Yes. It was, was something. Like, remember back in WCW when they would do, like, the Daytona Bike Week ones where they'd, they'd go outside and they'd wrestle outside? Yeah, Hog Wild. Remember Hogan came in and, you know, he was doing the, the air guitar and there was the, the, the Hells Angels were there and there was, like, a... 200 or 300 bikes that they can't and it was just like it was insane like yep. the way they were revving them all and like the noise was yep. incredible and that's where I thought we were going yeah but, well yeah Sturgis <laughs> was um, Sturgis, Sturgis was hog wild they would have the uh, yeah the Daytona ones like uh, th- th- there was like nitros weren't they yeah 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 Wow, that's that's awesome. So you talked about the the circus, uh, the menagerie. Um, yeah, that was never supposed to happen. Really, it wasn't. No. Wow, how'd they that happen? They were like, after we did that, you know, they let me cut a couple promos and uh, doing the biker deal, and they're like, oh wait a minute, he can, you know, he can deliver a short promo. You know, I always knew like that wasn't my, the strongest part of my game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was a big bruiser. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a sweet talker. Uh, so like they saw they they saw that I could cut a little bit of a promo and they came up and said hey uh, you ready to be a babyface and I was like oh yes mm-hmm. I was like heck yes I am I was like I love the people now I can actually go and like go and be with the people and mm-hmm. like you know be a good guy like how I am like I can just be myself kind of and uh, they're sitting there like okay we got an awesome character for you it's gonna be like a Duck Dynasty character. We're going to let you sit, you know, you got to sit at home for, for a few months, you know, because this is a big angle that we just had to kill, you know what I mean? And we got to get through Ken Anderson and Bubba, and, you know, we got to do that angle first before we can get you back over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was under the impression that we were doing this, the Duck Dynasty character, so I had my beard all long, and we were talking about that, yeah, we're going to bring you out with a girl. And uh, actually, I had pitched to go out with 
Luke Gallo's wife at the time, uh, Amber. Amber. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, hey, it's a you know rednecky character, and I was like, okay, cool, man. Well, don't give me an eighteen year old girl, you know what I mean, who's proper and prim. I was like, I need a, a Kelly, southern Kelly, girl. another Kelly Kelly. You know, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, give me a southern girl. Give me like you know she's a real like good heavy accent. You yeah. know what I mean? And she's yeah. you know crazy crazy hillbilly like you know. You know, like she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's awesome. I love her. So, uh, you know, that was the plan the whole time. And then I got a call the night before they flew me out. After I think I'd already called them, like, asked for my release or something. I was like, listen, man, if you guys ain't going to use me, get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Send me somewhere. Send me to Japan. Do something with me, please. I'm rotten over here. So they call me up and they're like, hey, we're going to fly you out to uh, Tennessee. And we're going we're gonna to do some... Uh, some vignettes for you. I was like, awesome. I got the, all the camo gear. Like, I was all ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're going to be the head of a circus. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Did, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, come on. And I guess it came out where, I want to say Christy Hemi was trying to get into, like, to the writing, to the writing aspect and, and input that. Mm-hmm. So this, that was her first thing. Her friend, uh, Named Tanea, we called her Rebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a fire dancer, like she could she could spin all the fire stuff around. It was really really cool. And uh, so we went, and then they were like, "Hey, have you ever watched this show?" Same thing they told me whenever we were doing the biker thing. Hey, you ever watch uh, what was that? Show? What the heck was the biker show? Uh, uh, you know uh, what I'm talking about? Oh goodness, I, yeah, I don't riding either. through this world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I was like, no, man, I ain't never watched Sons of Anarchy. And uh, they're like, well, watch them, because that's what the whole thing is going to be kind of based off of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I watched the whole things of Sons of Anarchy. And then a the day before I was supposed to go and film this thing for the Menagerie, they're like, oh, have you ever watched, uh, what the heck was it? It was like an old HBO show, um, Carnival or something like that. I was like, no. Do I look like I would have watched Carnival? I'm not that kind of guy. Like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> drinking a beer and watching football, you know? So I watched all that, and I'm like, there's no character in here. Yeah. There's no re- there's no tough guy character. There's no, you know, there's not even a, any kind of wrestling character. So they said, hey, we got this girl. We're going to kind of try to showcase her fire stuff. And, like, you know, they gave me a pretty cool little backstory. So we went and filmed all this cool stuff. And she was doing her, like, I'd never met her before. I met her the first time that day. And she'd never wrestled before either seems like kind of my walk you know my walk in life mm-hmm. you know so she'd never wrestled either but they were only going to have her out there as a sideshow act kind of and they're like well you know we ain't got nothing to do with you know rob big rob he, we didn't do nothing with him and he looks so great like let's make him the, the strong man of the circus and they're like well, i you, forgot that rob terry was a part of it. that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 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 was he i don't know how anybody could have noticed if he was robert <laughs> He's like, we gotta get you a clown too. So like, they started kind of auditioning a few guys, and uh, Crazy Steve, he he ended up getting signed up, mm. which was really cool. Yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah. And uh, he's all he's so awesome too, man. Blind as a bat, can't see nothing. <laughs> oh no. But you know what I mean. I loved him. We got we started getting along right away, and yeah. it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And at this time, um, Big had just got signed on. To do all the you know the head writing, so we kind of took over a little mm-hmm. bit. John uh, Gerberk is, yep. is who big is yep. for those who are listening. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's all right. No, it's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll translate for you. 
so he was sitting there and he, he you know they're really pumping me up for this the circus deal they're like hey man we're gonna put you on every single like house show we're gonna put you on everything you can go out and like the bromans were doing kind of like a club thing before like to warm the people up and uh they're like we're gonna get you out there and like we'll have rob bending bars and we'll have We'll have Tanea, you know, doing her fire stuff. We'll have Crazy Steve riding around being a crazy idiot, you know. And, you know, you can just walk around and, you know, be you, you know. Just yeah. be nice to everybody and be yeah. cool and, you know, this and that. I was like, heck, yeah, man. None of that ever happened. Let's just let you know that now. Yeah. And uh, we sat there. We did the first thing at um, at uh, Universal. And Tanea had her fire. And she was she was practicing the fire. And here come the fire marshal. And then here comes the, all the security. And now all of a sudden, we can't do that fire thing anymore. Mm. So now they're giving her sparklers. And the sparklers look like, I mean, it looked like at the very last second, they decided to turn it into a to a big joke. You know what like I mean? Gilbert's, like Gilbert's. Remember Gilbert's pyro when he came out with Gilbert? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, like, so they won't let her do that no more. So yeah. that was her whole gimmick. Yeah. Really. And uh like I said, she's she's working awesome now. She's she's working hard, she's learning the business and she's about the sweetest thing in the world. And uh I'm happy for her and I'm proud of her. And uh, every once in a while we still talk a little bit just to you know, just to make sure we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And uh same thing with Steve and Rob and you know, we talked to everybody and like we had stilt guys for a minute. That was kinda cool. Yep, I remember that. Uh, we had my first couple matches they had this great idea to play the music the whole time, yeah. like New Jack. I remember that. Right? Keep the keep the music playing. Well, that's all fine and good if I'm kicking somebody's butt like in a couple minutes. Right. Or, you know what I mean? It's a short match. Right. But I remember we were doing a dang match, and they played the music the whole time, my music, and I was in there taking heat. Like I was in there getting beat to my own song. Yeah. Like so, they just didn't think it through. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it. I know what you guys are trying to do here, but you can't give me eight-minute matches and have the music playing the whole time. Right. It's just not going to work. Yeah. You know, people are going to get really, really sick of it. Yes. Yeah. Now, so yeah. I'm sorry. We were doing the thing with the stilt guys, which was cool and creepy. You know, because it was at the you know Universal Studios, so they had a bunch of they had access to all those guys. Mm-hmm. So we were doing a pay-per-view or something, and one of the guys was late, and he was trying to he was trying to haul you know haul buns to get on stage. And he ended up tripping and falling, like on the stage at a pay per view or oh, something like wow. that. And he ended up hurting himself pretty good, I think. So that was also the end of the stilt walkers. Mm. So then it was just us going out there, and you know they wouldn't let Rob do any moves. Same thing, yep. you know, just strong guy stuff. And you know they want Crazy Steve just being crazy. And then, oh yeah, man, it was just it wasn't a well thought out gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it showed uh, on TV too. Like I, I remember you coming out. I was like, that's uh, that's Knox, you know. Well, Knox, you were yeah, at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, you know, it was just a few months after the Aces and Ace thing, and you were still. They still kept you as Knox too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't much of a change. It was like, hey, this no, is Knox in a different gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, not really, because I said, hey, what kind of gear? What kind of gear am I wearing? Yeah. You know I mean, you guys obviously have an idea for this. And then, you know, talk to Christy. So I talked to Christy, and she's like, you know, just kind of like you were before, you know, like with the jeans, and, you know, just you're still a big tough guy. It's just now you're surrounded by these crazy people. 
So I went and did the first match. I think it was against Frankie. Mm-hmm. I think it was against Kaz. And, uh, you know, I could tell he w- he was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And we, like I said, I've known him since I was probably 20. Yeah. In UP- UPW in L.A., like when we were training with, you know, Rick Bassman and stuff. So it's like, of course, either one of us will do anything for the other one. But it's like, I knew, I could tell he was like, ugh. You know, mm-hmm. he was kind of a foot out the door. Like, he was ready to be out of there. They weren't using him very good either. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, all right, well, you know, hey, Mike's gonna come beat you with these weirdos, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, all right, Mikey, let's do this thing, like, let's do the best we can, like. Right. <coughs> wow. So I did the first match with that, and then I went back, and everybody was yelling at me because of my gear. They're like, you can't be wearing that. Like, you wear what the heck? And I was like, well, jeez, I just did what they, you guys told me to do. Mm-hmm. So they they put this huge rush in, and then the next day I had the big coat that I think they got from like. Goodwill or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they they juiced, they bedazzled it up real nice. You know, they made it look good. And they gave me the, the weird hat and, like, a cane and stuff. So it ended up evolving into at least something that almost looked like it would have fit in the character. Yeah, yeah. But, man, at the beginning, they didn't have a clue, you know? Yeah. Now, what was it that just uh, caused you to just want to say, you know, bye-bye to, to Impact or, or TNA? It was still at the time. Well, here, here's what happened. And, I, you know, it was kind of my fault. Like, it, well, actually, no, it was not my fault. I was ready to work every day. I wanted to work my butt off, man. I wanted to show everybody, like, hey, even though I'm this big fat fat boy now and I'm old and, you know, my knees are giving out on me and, I, you know, my back hurts all the time. And it's like, even though I'm doing that, I can still outwork you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd still, you know, like, we're nice guys and we like, we like each other most of, you know, more or less. But we're still jocks and we still want to show off and prove that we're better yeah. than the other one. You know, we're tougher, we're better, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're funner backstage. We're, you know, like, it's, we're jocks, man. Mm-hmm. We're just show-offs, all of us. You know, so I was sitting there and I wasn't getting paid very well and I wasn't the only one. And that was even still doing the aces and eights. Like, for a long time, I wasn't under, like, a legitimate contract. I was still working night-by-night basis. Mm-hmm. But I had a mask on and I was, you know, they were still shuffling a bunch of other guys. So it was like, well, I can't really complain about this too much because otherwise I'll be gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll just, they'll just, they'll bring in some other dude and put the mask, same mask on them. So we did that. And I got the mask and I was starting to negotiate my contract. And I negotiated a pretty, pretty fair deal for me. And I said, hey, I'm, I'll take less for one year. And I'll prove to you that I'm worth what I want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What I'm asking for. So I took the less money. I did some good stuff, and then my contract came back around, and I negotiated myself into the number that I wanted. Which you know, I mean, all the boys should, you know, you should never be afraid to negotiate. So I negotiated myself right up into a, a nice, you know, a good amount where you know I could get back on my feet and you know get something nice for the for the for the lady and you know just you know start start living a little bit funner of a funner life and uh I, I got myself into this nice contract and uh they they started looking at the numbers everybody's pay was starting to like show up a few weeks late and like everybody's rumbling and all these everybody's kind of like uh-oh like are we closing the doors like mm-hmm. are we shutting down like because we were on spike and then we were on pop and then we were on like another channel like and it just kept destination america i think it was one yeah destination america yeah. and like everybody's pays like was going late like some of them sometimes man it was a month or two late mm-hmm. you know and we were hearing rumblings of like camera guys not getting paid and like 
you know, the people that you need to run the shows. And uh, so I I negotiated myself into the contract I wanted, and then they were looking at the numbers and like, well, wait a minute, we can get Crazy Steve, Rob Terry, and Tanea for the same price as we get Mike Knox. So the next thing I know, they switch over to Pop TV, and I think I just had a match against Austin Aries, which I was really proud of. Like I was kipping up. I was, you know, I was I was doing like cartwheels and like all the stuff that I'd like to do, but <laughs> I'm too big today. To tell me I'm too big today. To so I was doing all this stuff, and I did a match I was pretty proud of, you know, for an old man. And uh, that was it, man. And then it went from from Destination America to Pop or one of the one station to another station, mm-hmm. and they ran the numbers, and they're like, well, you know, we got to leave him sitting at home because you know we got to fly him here, and then there's you know. It's just numbers. Yeah. Do we get one or do we get three? So I ended up in my proudest negotiating moment, negotiating myself right out of a job. Right wow. out of a job. Wow. But like I said, I don't regret that at all because you know, it's just uh, it was time for me to go anyways. Yeah. So you know, I, I ended up going to Japan for a little while, and uh, you know, kind of trying to redefine myself there a little bit, and then that's where I realized how old I really was. <laughs> yeah, and, and talk about uh, talking about letting your you know getting getting let go. Um, you know, we, we talked off air, and you were talking about just uh, your WWE departure and just yeah. how um, you know you were just ready to go. You know, before you were formally released, why were you in such a a, a spot? You know, in WWE of just being so ready to go. I was burned out, man. Mm-hmm. Like like I was saying, you're on the road all the time. And, you, you know, you're, you come home and it's like, you know, you're, you think something's going to be one way. Like, you know, you're coming up as a kid and you're like, you know, I'm going to get this job at this dream place and I'm going to buy my mom a car and a house and, you know, I'm going to take care of the people that helped me get here. And, yeah. and then you get there and you realize that it's, I mean, I can't say it's just like any other job, but like it isn't what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's a business. And, you know, you're you, you working hard, and I, I was getting some good run there for a while with Rey Mysterio and Kane, and, you know, I got to do a, um, an elimination chamber even, which was insane to me. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was, I'd lost every match for, like, three years, and then all of a sudden, I won it. <laughs> I won it, like, an eight-person battle royal at a house show to put me in the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how in the, come on, guys, like, how did that work out? But I ain't complaining because it was awesome. And, uh, you know, I had a pretty good little run. And then, you know, I was partying a lot after. And, you know, then I went right back to my losing every single match. And then, the, you know, nothing against anybody I was working because, like I said, I love all of them. I love all those guys. I never had a problem with any of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're doing something good and then all of a sudden you're losing every week in, you know, two or three minutes to people who don't usually have that win. You know what I mean? Like, they don't let people win like that unless you're, you know, you got something good coming up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there and I was just losing and losing and losing and losing and losing. And I was getting more out of shape and I was was just losing my, I didn't have no drive. I was just like, well, I mean, why why am I going to go out there and kill myself and do all this stuff and, and then just be embarrassed anyways? Yeah. You know, we'd get to, you know, we'd go to TVs sometimes. Like, whenever I would do 
whenever we would do house shows, I was so happy and excited because I get to do kind of what I wanted, and we get to work, and, you know, we get 10 or 12 minutes, and, you know, it, it was fun. You don't have people, like, breathing over your neck and, you know, like, trying to, like, manage your manage your style, like, tell you what to, what moves you would do here and there. Yeah. You know, so I was doing that, and then every man for the last, like, year or so, the last year I was there, every time that we'd go to TV, like, my stomach would hurt, and it was just, like, a brick, like, ugh. What are they going to do to me today? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to do to me today? And, you know, I just, I let that negative attitude kind of take over me, man. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I was I, I was kicking around an idea. Like, I do, um, every once in a while, I'll do, um, like, seminars and stuff like that. I was thinking about just doing seminars, trying to help the guys not make the same kind of mistakes that I made. When I was there, you know, mm-hmm. that's like one of those things with the real estate deal. Like, I never bought a house when I had money. I never did any of that stuff. I just figured it would keep coming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, it put a big, big, put pump the brakes on my real life and my professional life was just, it was in the pits, man. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, was, I started dating this, this beautiful, beautiful girl who I'm still with today. And, you know, we never had no time together. It was just, you know, it was... It was a uh, it was hard man. It was uh, at that time I was just burned out. Yeah. I I just I was ready to go. Yeah. I remember getting the call. I was going to a birthday party. I think it was like Tyler Rex and maybe like Lance Hoyt and a few of the boys, you know. And we were going to a birthday party and I the phone rang and every time that that number, that 203 number popped up on your phone like Every time for the last six months, I was like, well, this is it. This mm. is the call. Like, mm. they're letting me go. They're letting me go. Like, and I was ready. I didn't give a crap. I was ready to go. Yeah. And they called it. Like, the number popped up, and it was about eight or nine at night. And I was like, ooh, this might really be the call. And I was driving. So I pulled over, talked to Johnny, you know, and he said, he's like, hey, sorry, the old creative don't have nothing. We couldn't come up with nothing good for you. Like, and I was like, well, I mean, I've lost every match for six years. I mean, yeah. what do you mean come up with something for me? I was like, I'd have to be gone. I'd have to be away from the, the wrestling fans for years to have them forget yeah. what, what I've just, like all this crap I've just did. So, you know, I thanked him for the opportunity, and he, he tried to help me out. And uh, I didn't take it, of course. He he tried to set me up in Japan with, like, Vader. Vader shot me a, a couple mails and a couple calls and I just completely like a chump you know what I mean which I regret now too but like I, I turned him down I didn't return his calls like I was just over it man mm. I was ready to go if I had stayed there much longer who knows yeah. who knows what would have happened now uh, I guess my last question to you speaking of turning down there were some rumors in 2016 that WWE contacted you to come back and you turned down were those were those rumors legit at all no, no, they weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had spoken to a couple people about maybe going down to the training center mm-hmm. and maybe helping uh, helping do a little teaching, like with the big guys and stuff like that. But it, there was never anything concrete. Somebody had hacked into my Facebook account, mm-hmm. into my uh, like in all my social media stuff, and I had no idea about this until somebody smart me up and I looked at it and I was like hold on man this guy's been doing this for years wow. like 
putting stuff out there like that I was injured and like showing pictures of like my broken leg and like all this stuff which never was <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like this guy was this guy was sitting there putting all this stuff out mm-hmm. and then I want to say that WWE had got a hold of him somehow like on social media mm-hmm. and then he ended up completely you know blowing the whole thing out of proportion and like making it bigger than it was so I ended up, you know, I called the office and I just let them know what was going on. I was like, hey, man, this that wasn't me. I'm just letting you know. You guys know me. I'm not like that. Like, you know, so, you know, we had like little brief stuff about maybe going down to the to the performance center and helping. But, you know, not, nothing concrete. That was a that was a complete falsehood. Yeah. Big old hoax. Yeah. A big old hoax. <laughs> Mike, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, let the listeners know again uh, what the email is and, um, you know, just your, your real estate uh, contact information. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much, Chris, for letting me get this out there, too, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I think it was a good talk. I don't do a whole lot of these podcasts, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good. That was great, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, hey, listeners, when you're ready, you know, there's, like I said, there's a million different reasons. Maybe you're just curious. Shoot me an email, and we'll find out where you're at, and we'll get you going in the right direction. The email is m.hedinga, H-E-T-T-I-N-G-A, at kw.com. We'll get you sorted out. I promise. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Mike, man. I, I really appreciate this discussion. It was it was awesome. Thank you, Chris. You're the man. Mike Knox. Part two, Mike Knox, part two. Thank you so much, Mike Knox, for being on the show tonight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We got so much going on tonight on episode 338. We got a lot of trivia going on. We're going to have some fun as we do always, ladies and gentlemen. Are you serious? Absolutely. Every single week we have fun here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. You know what? Lots of trivia today. Um, of course, this is 338 episodes. I'm Chris Featherstone. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so uh, we're going to get right into it. But beforehand, uh, we are going to uh, just allow some people to come in. I see people coming in the chat room here, as we do always. Let's have some fun. I got a lot of trivia tonight, too, so be uh, be prepared for some trivia tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Evan Tech Proud. How are you today, sir, on the Matt Radio? Uh, you know what kind of dead in the head, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy day, man. But yeah. uh, had to use the the Jim Jim Ross term with live power. Had a we're live power. Uh, had a had a lady. Uh, I don't know how she did it. Hacked into my my host line on my show and called me some um. Uh, some words, a derogatory uh, term, derogatory slanderous words, which uh, yeah, you know, we're live out. So I, I, I blocked her and, uh, and I reported her. We still had a great show, and you know, love love the the thumbnail on on the before seeing your face was the free birds and WWE, which you rarely remember. She always thinking of in WCW <laughs> yeah. or WCCW, but uh, <laughs> so good, you know. Um. Speaking of so WCCW, much wrestling we got, we got coming up in the next two months. Good gosh. Yes. Five pay-per-views in two months. A lot of wrestling. 
Yeah, we do. We absolutely have a lot of wrestling coming up in the next couple of uh, in the next uh, few weeks. We got um, oh goodness! So next we have the Evolution, uh, October sixth. Yep. Uh, Evolution. Have, oh, I, the, the Super Showdown is October sixth, and then Evolution is the twenty uh, eighth. And then, then the um, Crown Jewel. Saudi Arabia. The Crown Jewel, the WWE. WWE. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. <laughs> Wool that Game. just seems so much like a Vince McMahon name that it just—he just seems like you needed Vince McMahon to come out and, and, and say that. I like to present the newest Saudi Arabia event, November second, ladies and gentlemen. I present to you. The WWE Crown Jewel. That's what you need. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, NXT War Games Two coming out. They 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 gotta have. They got Tony Schiavone, man. He, he gotta read all of the rules of War Games, like back in the day <laughs> on the original original before Windows ninety one. Reading like all what. Uh, yeah. all, like five or six sheets. The match yeah. beyond <laughs> submitted surrender. Right. So, yeah. uh, Wild Boy's asking me, uh, in my Vince voice, tell us how he changed the cell phrase. <laughs> okay. Remember the crime. All right. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? For the past 21 years, 20 years, the hell in a cell has been one color. But I'm going to tell you, he, this is he's talking to uh, the, the, the production Pat personnel Patterson. in the back, by the way. He's talking to Pat Patterson. I'm going to tell you what Kevin Dunn, Michael Hayes, and every one of you in this room, uh, it's time to shake things up again. <laughs> <laughs> a cell will be red. <laughs> I got wait, go. I, I, I got so. one I that forgot. My buddy just inboxed me. Remember when they, when a uh, hell in the cell had zero? Had the had them holes? We need yeah. more. We need more. We need, not just a regular cell. We need, we need more holes. holes. We need more holes. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Was that oh, DX? Man. Was that one year it was DX <laughs> against the big mains and that was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That ghetto, yeah. that, that ghetto, ghetto hell in the cell. That was hilarious. Um, man, so we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot of trivia. Uh, we got some hell in the cell. We got some raw. We got some SmackDown. Hopefully the delay from YouTube. Um, Lines up, lines up. Um, speaking of that, uh, Facebook. Um, so Facebook. There we go. There we go. Da, ba, ba, ba. Oh, yes, there it is, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I do it for you. We all we all good right now. All right. So uh, with that being said, so the Facebook crowd. Uh, I've, I've been getting some good messages from the Facebook crowd. So I air the uh, um, 
the Pancakes and Power Sam show on Thursday nights on Facebook. So the Facebook version that um, the, the version of the Pancakes and Power Sam show that's saw seen on Facebook is this right here where we see the live uh, the Tuesday night YouTube crowd, uh, and it's aired on Facebook Thursday night. So here's the thing. If this is Thursday night and you're looking at this through Facebook, here's the thing. Uh, this isn't live. I can't read your comments. However, this is what I'll do. I'll do two things for you, Facebook. So I, w- I want you to be included, okay? Uh, if I were you, I would I would jump into Tuesday nights, be a part of the, the, the live YouTube crowd because the YouTube crowd is awesome. Uh, but if you're looking at this through Facebook on Thursday nights, one of two things. You can still comment because I'll be having a lot of trivia questions tonight, so you can definitely answer the trivia questions through Facebook on the live comment stream. Uh, you can also do a hashtag Ask Chris. Uh, I can review those uh, throughout the show. Um, I might not do it live. I might do it live. We'll see. But be sure to ask questions on YouTube under the hashtag of Ask Chris. Um, if you're looking at this on Thursday nights, and I will still do that. I'm going to tell you from a something that's a little bit more, um, something that's a little bit more as far as up to date. If you're listening to, if you're look, looking at this on Thursday nights, um, first of all, do this through Twitter. Hashtag Ask Chris. Do that through Twitter. Okay. And here is my Twitter handle, at Chris Prolific. If you're looking at this on Thursday nights through Facebook, that's my Twitter handle, at Chris Prolific. And do the hashtag AskChris. Uh, you can actually do it live. I'm, I'm very active in my Twitter. Um, so as you're looking at the show, as, as you're looking at this show right now on Thursday nights, uh, do a hashtag of AskChris. Um, and I'll, I'll respond uh, through Twitter on Thursday night. Okay, so you can be so the Facebook crowd who are looking at this on, on Thursday nights, be interactive. Uh, jump to Tuesday nights if you want to do it live. If you want to be a part of the chat, uh, of course, as people know, every week I answer uh, chat questions with the hashtag of Ask Chris. I answer them. I answer as many as I can. Uh, but if you're able to, if you're not able to catch this until Thursday. The uh, the taped version, the uh, old school Attitude Era Raw version of it. Uh, I'm sure I definitely want to be interactive with you as well, Facebook crowd. Answer the trivia questions. Uh, let you know. Let your comments be known as far as whatever we're talking about, whatever subject we're talking about. Comment on the uh, Facebook comment box. Um, I could address them as much much as I can. Uh, and if you want a live interaction with me. Do the hashtag of Ask Chris on YouTube uh, or on Twitter that night, the Thursday night when this is um, when this is aired on Facebook. All right, so that's that's my deal to you, Facebook, as far as having you be inclusive. Because I've gotten messages from people <laughs> saying, "Hey, what about the Thursday?" You know, uh, so the Thursday is for the, uh, uh, the the taped the Attitude Era version of the Pancakes and Power Stamp Show. But like I said. Please be please still be interactive. Comment on uh, what you thought of the topics that we talk about, um, and also uh, do a hashtag Ask Chris on Twitter at Chris Prolific that Thursday night. As you're watching this live, the tape version, um, as you're watching this right now, 
um, be sure to ask, uh, uh, be sure to send some questions via Twitter. All right. So let's go back to the live crowd, the the, the YouTube crowd here. We got uh, the uh, we got the peoples. We got the awesome. Uh, uh, this is the best interactive podcast there is, hands down. You know what? There you go. Putting you over. You get a you get an applause, and I'll give I'll give the audio I'll give an applause through the audio as well. Um, so there you go. We still got a lot of audio downloads, uh, Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening to this via audio as well, same thing. Um, you know, jump into the YouTube uh, live interaction. If you're catching this at work or something like this on a, the, the day before, the night after, the day after, something like that. As you're, uh, don't text while you're driving, but uh, <laughs> but uh, hashtag Ask Chris. So if you're listening to this, wherever means you're listening to, hashtag Ask Chris. Follow at Chris Prolific. Ask me questions. If you have any type of, um, you know, uh, comments or anything like that, follow the Pancakes and Power Slam show at Crave Wrestling. All right. So let's get to the uh, YouTube chat room. It's filling up. Um, <laughs> YouTube is the best. YouTube number one. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome chat uh, comment right there. Uh, what's going on, Lexi? Uh, one of the best question askers um, there ever was. So since uh, so since the alignment is right with my video here, let me go back to my my Vince McMahon. Let's do it. Let's do it the right way, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, you see that you see my shoulders. Without further ado, I'm walking to the I'm walking to the uh, the room. And there's Kevin Dunn, and there's all the other production people. Uh, there's Road Dog. He's another agent producer. Michael Hayes. Michael P.S. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. For 20 years, we've been doing the same color cell. But now, it's time to shake things up again. <laughs> I want to sell red. Red. There you go. <laughs> Zed said, I'll snap the power walk. <laughs> I'm not going to let Ric Flair kill my creation. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to kill it. I've got to kill, kill what I created. <laughs> Me and the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn it. Can you turn your chair around? <laughs> the lady took a bunch of weight out and it's like root and W on that black chair. <laughs> Set it around. Yeah. I'm listening for the audience. I literally just turned my chair wow. off. <laughs> <laughs> Me in the end. W. Oh. Get get Elijah to uh break NWO on your chair. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Bring it up my chair. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so here we go. We're going to. Uh... <laughs> oh man, awesome! Uh, I got a comment in the chat room said this is going to be a great night. I agree. I totally agree. We got Lex All right. In the building. So, uh, uh, absolutely. All right. So this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to power walk my way <laughs> to. We're going to try something different today 
Uh, all right, so we got a, we got an next question. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna tackle that here right quick after I do this. All right, so Todd said I forgot to. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'm going to inject a lethal dose of poison. <laughs> Me and the NW. Um, yeah, good call. Todd. All right, so the word of the day, the word of the night. All right, so here's a random. I like reading the dictionary. So we're gonna have a random word of the night, and um, if you use this, um, do a hashtag W O T N, the word of the night, W O T N, and you have to use this in a wrestling form. Okay, so sumptuous is the word of the night. It means rich, lavish, and costly. So hashtag W-O-T-N, uh, and you have to use it in a uh, wrestling form. All right, so that's uh, another perk of the of chat line, of, of the chat. Um, do this, you can do this on Facebook as well. So, uh, so, so we can do that. Uh, so, so the word of the night, even on Facebook, is sumptuous, rich, lavish, and costly. All right. Uh, first trivia question of the night. We'll do that as well. Let me tackle these um, Ask Chris questions. We'll do a trivia, and then we'll do the Ask Chris questions, um, as we do typically every week. <laughs> the Raw, SmackDown, and Hell in a Cell will probably just be a grade, um, <clears throat> and we'll we'll sift through the uh, the head the headlines, and then at the end of the show, uh, the um, the flavor of the week is we're going to finish this bracket up, and that is it. <clears throat> the top 1980 WWE tag team who never won the tag team titles. So based on your votes, that's the Final Four, Rhythm and Blues, the Bushwhackers, the Freebirds, and the Rockers. So we'll do that at the end of the show for the flavor of the week as we do every single week. All right, I'm, I want to sift I want to get through a lot of trivia questions today. So, hopefully we can do that. All right, here's the next one. Deborah, Sable, Lita, or the fabulous Mula. Ivory has 3 reigns as WWE Women's Champion. Who didn't she beat to win it? Deborah, Sable, Lita, fabulous Mula. Ivory has 3 reigns as WWE champ, the Women's Champion. Who didn't she beat to win it? Uh, already got some. Already got some answers on there. Nope. Got someone saying Deborah. No, she beat Deborah. She beat Deborah. All right, ask Chris. Do you think Rude would be a better fit in Dolph's spot? No, I, I think Dolph is a, a very good complement to. Uh, to Drew McIntyre. It's definitely a Shawn Michaels Diesel 2.0 type of feel, and I really like that team. It's really crazy how someone whose career was floundering so much like Dolph Ziggler um, was able to do a, a really awesome revival uh, on the, uh, no pun intended, on the Raw brand. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing great. I think he's doing great. I think it's a great compliment. Um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, proud of, I'm proud of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, 
Do you think, Alexa asking, do you think the announcement of the Crown Jewel event has diminished the focus on evolution, or do you think there were already a lackluster interest from the WWE Universe? See, that's the thing. Um, the ticket sales for Evolution, even before, see, I, I think that um, Crown Jewel, you know, the dating of Crown Jewel is really interesting. It's literally a week after Evolution. Yeah, <laughs> so the dating is odd to me uh, as far as, uh, you know, there's an all-women's program, and the next week we're going to talk about you- where it's going to be an all-men's program instead of – you- Grabbing the brass ring, you're gonna be grabbing the crown jewel. <laughs> um, it, you no, know, but, people forget but too. Evolution is an all women's pay per view, which is good. But remember, the next week in Saudi Arabia, none of the women can wrestle. Right. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, and even before the the announcement of uh, Crown Jewel. Because there was even talk of it not being the WWE Network. Even before that, the sales for Evolution was was lackluster. Just people, just you know, and it has nothing to do with the female talent. It has everything to do with the booking. I'm not. I mean, there's nothing about really WWE women's wrestling that I'm very interested in. Now, I love Becky, the Becky Lynch thing. I think that they're doing good with that. In a in a sense, because it did backfire against them, and they had to go against the grain. You know, um, Becky Lynch. You know, she's doing very good, but I think that they're doing. We'll get this to, to this real quick with the raw notes uh, and here in a bit. But um, Ronda Rousey, they're doing a terrible job with her now. Way too much exposure. Way too much exposure. She became interesting because she wasn't exposed too much. So. We'll talk about that here in a bit. Uh, no, Lexi Mula. Uh, she, <coughs> excuse me, she beat Mula as well. Todd, there you go. Todd got the correct answer. Sable, Sable. All right, we need to run through these. Uh, I really want to do a lot of trivia questions today. That's, that is my goal. Uh, so here's the next one. Uh, here's the next one. Let's do this one here. 1995, this person was awarded the Intercontinental Championship uh, due to HBK forfeiting it. In 1995, this person was awarded the Intercontinental Championship due to HBK forfeiting it because, ladies and gentlemen, he lost his smile. Mike's asking, Bobby Lashley and Leo Russ have the potential to be great together. I agree. Uh, Hashtag X, Chris. I agree, Mike. I really like the tandem of Leo Russ and Bobby Lashley. Leo Rush is exactly what Lashley needed as far as the mouthpiece. Uh, I think uh, Leo Rush is fantastic. I like how he showed his aerial moves. That, that was probably one of my favorite parts of Raw because it really gave an opportunity to shine Leo Rush. I really like. I really like it. I, I like what they're going to do with this. What they could do with this. Leo Rush is over. They love Leo Rush in NXT and even before that ROH. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity to really show Leo, and he's the mouthpiece that Bobby Lashley needs. So I'm a I'm 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 a big fan of that. Um, Brandon's asking who uh, hashtag asks Chris who beats AJ for the title. I think Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I don't think AJ's going to keep it that long now. Um, I think probably Daniel perhaps Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, perhaps perhaps. 
or maybe Survivor Series. So I don't see the AJ keeping it that long though. Um, all right, next uh, trivia question. Um, I think I saw yes, Lexi. Good job, Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas, great job. Next trivia question. You got a bunch of them today, buddy. What year did the Dudley Boys debut in the WWE? What year did the Dudley Boys debut mm-hmm. in the WWE? For those who are just coming in uh, for the Thursday Facebook crowd. Uh, wild boy, nice. That was quick. That was quick. Well done. Remember when his name well was done. uh? I see Mike, you have it as well. He used to spell it D E V O N Devon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do remember that. Um. Okay. Mm, okay. So the Ray got passed. So looks like we get. It's yeah, some, it looks like we had the looks like we got the YouTube streaming. issue again. Yeah, streaming issues. Okay. Yep. Um, yep, we're gonna do this one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Always oh, try to refresh uh, if that happens. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not gonna work. It doesn't look like, but we'll make it work here. Um, all right. Well, uh, so with that, with that, as we. As we load that up, as we get that together and ready, um, we are going to talk about the headlines. We'll get right into the headlines. So without further ado, here we go. All right, Brothers in Destruction versus DX, rumor for Saudi Arabia. Uh, looks like uh, the uh, Super Showdown is uh, leading to that. There's a lot of money. Uh, there's more money in the Saudi Arabia show than it is in, in, uh, in uh, WrestleMania. So, um, so there's a, some big payoffs for uh, both Shawn Michaels and, to come back out of retirement as well as Brock Lesnar. So Brothers in Destruction versus DX. Um, this is not uh this is not two thousand two. Um, but you know, sixteen years later yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Uh, uh no no out out of all of them, I mean I'm taking Michaels I would love to see them wrestle one more time, last time ever. We'd love to see that match. But I mean we get Triple H against Taker, which I mean end of an era was great. Um they keep back in like WrestleMania seventeen never happened. Uh, I, I even like uh, shout out to I'm sure Lexi and Wild Boy remember this is uh, the the last ever King of the Ring Wanda Taker and Triple H main evented that that was a good match as well, um, but I don't know I mean it's, it's a big payoff I mean it's all based on markability and names you know the Brothers of Destruction Kane and Taker against Shawn Michaels and Triple H um, excited to see Michaels back in the ring in some capacity Kane. <clears throat> I mean, Kane is Kane. It's okay. <laughs> it's like if yep. Kane wrestles, it's cool. If he does, it's no problem. But uh, I, I guess it'll yeah. work. I, I, I guess it works. And there's nothing against Kane. He's just, you know, he's been there for almost 20 years. He's okay. You know, t- I, I think yeah. the, drawing, the drawing factor is you have Undertaker, and now you have Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle. Kane is just like a garnish. Yeah. Like you cook dinner, he's going to add a garnish. You know? <laughs> Yeah, the garnish. Yeah, that's what Kane is. <laughs> don't give 
Don't give WWE any uh, any any ideas. Varnish. Uh, <laughs> Could we see them like, wrestling uh, on the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, just for the nostalgia part of it, I'm interested. Um, you know, but. Overall, it's like yeah, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not very interested, honestly. I, I mean, just as far as just one of those things that <clears throat> I think that I think that the the like I said, the, the nostalgia part of it is interesting, um, and I and I'll, I'll enjoy the nostalgia of uh, um, B, uh, Brothers of Destruction versus DX. However, I don't think I'll enjoy the um i don't think i'll enjoy just uh i don't know if i'll enjoy the action i i, I think I, I think they'll do a good job i think they'll still make it work and i'll do it. i think they'll do a good job at it but i don't know i, I don't know if i'll uh, really enjoy you know a uh, cuz here's the crazy thing about this uh triple h will be 50 years old next july i believe oh. um but everybody else in that match is over 50. <laughs> Kane, Michaels, and Taker are all over 50 years old. And Triple yeah. H is 49. It, so, <laughs> I don't know. Is, my, my thing is, too, is, and there's nothing against Trick. And, and, you know, Featherstone, I've talked to off air. I've, I've met Triple H. I've talked to him. You know, we was all at the the, um, the concussion gala with Chris Lewinsky and Mike Adam Lee. Mm-hmm. Had the honor to meet Triple H a couple of times, and we talked for about 20 minutes. Nice guy. He look, He's a big guy in person. <laughs> he looks like he do on TV. Uh, but it, it's just, I, I just would prefer they could have worked the storyline. If, if it could have if been Taker against Michaels last time ever, Michaels comes out of retirement, and it's in Saudi Arabia. It's not in the United States. Yeah. You know, make it like Michaels against Triple H in SummerSlam 02 when it was, you know, unsanctioned, and it's not, air quote, you know, regulated by the WWE or WCW used to do by uncensored. I would really be excited, yeah. but nothing against Triple H. He, it's just, it, like you, I'm not really all that pumped. See, Shawn Michaels yeah. cool with Triple H and Undertaker. All that last few matches yeah. they've been hitting with gimmicks because, you know, Taker was injured and Triple H still can go, of course. But um, like you said, it's nostalgia. Yep. It's like seeing the Harlem Globetrotters, you know. See him, it's good to see him <laughs> the classics, and there you go. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, next trivia question. Uh, for those who are joining us live on the YouTube page, um <clears throat> Uh yeah 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 okay so I I did this in my in my first video <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep that on there this is gonna be a part two of the same night I'll keep the first video on there because uh, I, I explained it a lot so we're back so we're gonna can just continue the videos um, for those who are joining us via um, um see actually yeah 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 so this is we'll we'll, we'll do it we'll do it all together. This video, so this will be the video that uh, will air up on uh, on, on uh, Facebook. So for those who are on Facebook right now, uh, a couple things. Uh, this is the Thursday night 
Um, this is the Thursday night uh, Facebook. It is like a uh, it did it, but I did it, but it got retired. Okay. Um, so I was getting some requests as far as uh, why you know the Thursday isn't live. This is the Tuesday night YouTube version of the Pancakes and Power Slams. We're live, pal. Um, and I air it, you know, I do the Attitude Era taped version um, on um, on Facebook uh, on Thursday nights. So if you're looking at this on Thursday night, still want you to be interactive, very, very interactive. Uh, GHP, what's up, man? Looks like uh, you're on with us. That's awesome. Um, all right, so... Uh, so for those who are look, listening to this live on Tuesday right now, thank you. Uh, but we do the, like I said, we do the uh, the uh, um, Attitude Era version uh, or the SmackDown, uh, do it live on Tuesday, tape it on Thursday. Uh, so, uh, so for those listening to uh, this on Thursday night, uh, we're basically, we want you to be interactive as well. Uh, jump on Tuesday nights if you can. Uh, but at the same time, if you can't, uh, also if you're looking at listening this to this through via audio, uh, that's that's fine as well. Uh, we have so much fun on Tuesday nights as we're doing right now. But if you can't, uh, this is what you'll do: uh, ta- uh, hashtag Axe Chris to uh, Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Chris Prolific. Okay, so tweet hashtag Axe Chris to Chris Prolific. While you're look, while you're listening and looking at this on Thursday nights, okay. So we want you to be interactive. I'm very interactive with my Twitter. Uh, so hashtag AxeChris uh, on Thursday nights. While you're looking at the show, um, ask me questions. I'm very interactive on Twitter. Also, you know, uh, be sure to post your answers, post your comments on whatever topics we're talking about, um, and also, um, you know, post the questions to the trivia questions, post the answers to the trivia questions. All right. So we still want you to be very interactive. If you can jump on Tuesday nights, but uh, if you can't, we want you to be interactive as well. All right. So with that being said, here's the next trivia question. Uh, Which former WWE star was known for writing his quote disaster pieces? What WWE, which former WWE star was known for writing his quote disaster pieces? All right. All right, so let's get into. Uh, we talked about Crown Jewel. Um, Jay Lethal said that All In proved that WWE does not own pro wrestling. Um, very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Uh, stumped, say Cody. Nope. He had, as Booker T would say, "What's up, dog?" He has. It's the disaster kick, dog. Uh, we, we, need, we need more King Booker on the commentary. That's what we need. Can you book out? We do. Heidenreich. Heidenreich. That is the correct answer. Great job. Okay, so has so uh so unpopular opinion alert. Uh here we go. Unpopular opinion alert. Uh I am not a big fan of Renee Young on the commentary. Oh, I was going so, there. Yeah. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You beat me. Yeah, uh, that's I, my I was, there's my gosh. unpopular opinion alert. So gosh. Yeah. Uh, um it's so stale. I, I thought. I thought. Whew. I mean, can 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 we download Taz from like O three or can we get yeah. Jeremy Bo- Can we get Jeremy Borash the, the commentator? Yeah. 
Borash is, and that's crazy. Borash is with WWE now. Yes, he, he's with them, and it's nothing against Renee Young. I, I just feel like this. I feel, and I, I, I made an inbox to you last night. Uh, I, if I didn't, I was thinking of this. I was telling all my buddies watching Raw, which wasn't bad, by the way. I remember when I think I did I inbox you. I texted you. I was like, hey, I remember when commentating was great. It's just it's it's, it's a it's a task of watching Raw. Cole is the patriarch, we get it, but Corey Graves is okay, but a silver body. Renee Young is just like she's saying little bits here and there, like one liners and, and yeah. it reminds me of Art Art Donovan when he was here for King of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> it just is, yeah. I mean, all she all she gotta do is say how much does he weigh. They, they don't have any and it's not Renee Young's fault, it's just because he's on raw and she's fat lines. It's, that's why Foley used yeah. to say he hated doing commentary because him and Vince were getting arguments because Vince would be telling him what to say. Yeah, that earpiece. Right, and the earpiece. <laughs> dreaded earpiece. It's just, it's just a struggle, man. We need King Booker, Dusty's gone on the glory daddy. Get, get, get Dustin Rose to commentate. Bring back Margo McMichael and the Chihuahua. Something. Larry Sabisco. <laughs> in the human game with chess. <laughs> Any, uh, Scott, I agree, my man. Buddy Scott Hudson. I agree. My good old yeah, buddy Scott it's, Hudson. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that, um, you know, Renee is so good at what she does. You know, she like she's a really good. She's really, you know, she's really good. Um, she's really good as like the the pre-show, the interviewer. She was even decent in when she was commentating for NXT. The only thing is, I mean, it seemed like they, you know, they took her away from the commentary booth because she was a better fit as an analyst, you know. And I, I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't think it's a, I just, you know, because because she doesn't, she doesn't contribute anything. She doesn't contribute anything. Like when I hear Renee Young in a commentary booth, it makes me want to go back to a two man booth. Now, a lot of people, you know, complain about the three man booth. I'm not, you know, I'm not as critical about the three-man booth, but when I hear Renee Young, I mean, she does nothing to contribute. Like, she, she was arguing with Corey Graves last night, and she's usually like a ooh and ah type of thing, you know, like ooh, and even Michael Cole saying, don't cheer, you know, and things like that. Um, the talking smacks were awesome. Uh, yeah, good call on that, Tammy. I agree. Um but it's just well, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Like, she's not calling moves out there. She's not doing much, you know, color commentating, you know, because Cole's the play-by-play guy. So, you know, Cole tries to stay the neutral route. Corey Graves, the heel uh, color guy, color commentator, and and um, and Renee Young's the the babyface color commentator, but. She barely has anything to say, and then when she says it, it's like we could have done without that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just you know, I'm sure that she'll get she'll get the hang of it, but still, it's one of those things that I just don't see. I just don't see her as a, a contribution. Next trivia question: Who was the on-screen president of the WWE in the 1980s? Yeah, that would be interesting, Todd. They need to bring back the live wire for uh, for for Renee Young. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, 
bring back Pat and Gilf too. Why not? Yeah, there it is, Jump Tube. Oh, yeah. Man. Action Zone. President Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. President Jack Tunney. Shout out, yeah. shout out to Nick Botwinkle, the, 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 you know, with the red sports coat. He was commissioner of WCW. Yeah. Remember that? People <laughs> yeah, talk about how, how Ric Flair was, was, you know, styling the profile with the seats, which he was. People forget about Nick Botwinkle. He was doing that yeah. around the time, if not before Flair. He was a champion. Oh, champion. Yeah. No, no one gives AWA. Nicky Bob. Yeah. But man, yep. his interviews was uh, gosh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Long um, and methodical. Here we go. Who held the longest WWE tag title record before the New Day broke it? Who held the longest WWE tag team title record before the New Day broke it? Broke it. All right, uh, yeah, so what do y'all think? Uh, we, we've had conversations about this. You know, Jay, Jay Lethal was interviewing and said, uh, uh, all in. Good job, wild boy. Good job. Demolition. Good job, good job. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. Um, we're going to do grades for Hell in a Cell Raw on SmackDown, and then, you know, for probably about 10 minutes or so, I want I want you to ask me like personal questions, you know, like WWE stuff from the chat room, like uh, JJB is doing right now, which is a great personal question. That's cool. Uh, so ask Chris, what year did you start watching the WWF or WWE? I should say. Um, I started watching the WWE in about nineteen. Um, nineteen eighty. Yeah, 86, 85 maybe, 86, because yeah. I remember watching the NWA before I watched the WWE. It was around the same time, but I remember growing up watching the WWE, definitely Hogan, uh, Sheik, um, uh, Savage, you know, uh, I remember the WrestleManias when I was a kid. I definitely remember three, that was in 88, um, I remember Bundy and Hogan, which was two, and I was in 87. Um, so I remember those vividly. So at least 87, because I remember Bundy Hogan uh, in the blue cage. 87 um, for me. But I was probably like, it's probably 86. Probably, because I remember the Horseman. The Horseman was 86. So I would say about 86, 85, 86, probably 80, even 85. But I remember vividly the Horseman '86, and then the WrestleMania starting wrestle starting watching the WrestleManias too. But I also remember the tag. I also remember Piper and, and T. That was two. That was in '86. Yeah, with the Tri States. Yeah, so '85, '86, somewhere around there. All right. Um, yeah, so we talk about all in WWE. Uh, you know, someone's someone's asking. I think last week, as far as uh, uh, Gabriel said, remember, I do it for you. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, as far as like a golden time and things like that, we'll see the momentum of all in. Uh, you, you know, we'll see. You'll see where it leads. Uh, you know, they had a 10 pounds of gold. I really like the 10 pounds of gold series. I've had Dave Lagana on the show before, and he has, you know, a, a ton of to do with that, you know, as far as just running that. 
they they put out some NWA put out some really good videos. Um, I haven't watched the the latest one as far as just Cody's challenger. I do know that Nick Aldis did beat. Um, I don't know. Well, he's he's the he's the NWA. He's the number one contender again. He beat someone somewhere. I don't exactly remember what it is. Um, someone recently. somewhere. So. Yeah, he beat someone somewhere uh, to become number one contender again. So, all this is the number one contender. They have the 70th, 70th anniversary um, for that, and so yeah, that's that's that um, for the for the NWA um, World World Championship. All right, next trivia question. Um. Yeah, so number one contender, let's see. He def- uh, let's, I'm, I'm trying to find out where the – Doug Williams, that's what it was, Doug Williams. <laughs> the inventor of the rolling chaos theory, which we see. Let it name him over. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Wild Boy's asking, do you have any inside info on Impact in the WWE meeting last week? Could their wrestlers be involved in the World Cup? Um, if if anything, it would be um, it would be WWE, you know, talking to Ed Nordum, uh, Ed Nordum, you know, who's over Impact with Anthem and things like that. Uh, network stuff, you know, WWE network stuff is what I've heard. I'm not sure. Um, it didn't seem like it was like a purchase deal, like a, like a talk about purchasing. Um, but I would say, I, I will say this though, um, for Toronto is where Anthem's offices are. So to go from Toronto to Stanford and have a face-to-face interview, it seemed like it is something interesting. Otherwise it would be, you know, like a, uh, like a Skype call or something like that that didn't require flying to the offices. So yeah, um, Ask Chris uh, Jump is asking, did you watch uh, World Class Championship Wrestling? Absolutely, I watched World Class Championship Wrestling. World Class Championship Wrestling has one of the uh, best theme songs of all time. Um, and I had um, my boy um, Mark Lorenz on the show, one of the best ring announcers in WWE history. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to talk for a little bit while I play the WWE, WCW, WCCW theme song. Classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, and I used to love when Mark Lawrence used to call Blake Robinson. Before God, God rails. It was just a rope. Yeah. It was just a rope. Auditorium, ladies and gentlemen. Auditorium. Uh, Todd is asking Is the true Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix are going to WWE next year? Um, I heard either WWE or Lutra Underground. There was there was never any like you know uh, firm like talk of um. Of them going to WWE, it's you know it could it could happen, but it it would just be it seemed like it would be a two hundred five live type of thing, and, and you know so rebuild the sportatorium exactly how it was. 
Man, that would be awesome. I think Dallas, Texas would be a very, very good market for, for professional wrestling, as it used to be, you know. So, yeah, you know, I mean, perfect. Uh, uh, Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks, you know, and so Dallas, Texas is the home of the Sportatorium. You can rebuild it and and make that the home of the NWA. Why not? Rebuild the Sportatorium. Rehaul it completely, you know, renovated. I'm giving too many ideas out. You guys be you guys better be sure to record these ideas on the chat room and on the on the Thursday night Facebook uh, stream. Y'all better be sure to record these ideas and give me credits for these. I'm giving NW a lot of ideas. Now don't get me wrong, Billy Corgan, Corgan, Dave Lagana, they're fantastic, awesome, awesome. Lagana used to be a part of WWE and WCW, WWE and TNA, Impact. But all these ideas that I'm giving, you know, be sure to be sure to log them for me. All right. All right. So here's the question right now: Who hosted the WWE interview segment, The Flower Shop? Who hosted the WWE interview segment, The Flower Shop? Uh, Two hundred five, two hundred five live, um, um, two hundred five live moving to Wednesdays. I think it's a good call. I've been saying this for a long time. Uh, I've been saying this all for a long time. It should be called 205 Prime because uh, <laughs> right now it should be called 205 Tate because it won't be live anymore. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 205 Tate uh, uh, debuts tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that, you know. 205, previously uh, recorded. Yeah, right. <laughs> previously recorded. Uh, before my time, can I guess? Yeah, JJB, guess it. Uh, go for it. Uh, you definitely can guess. Can guess it. You don't get any points deducted for wrong answers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Ric Flair, who the greatest babyface is of all time? Um, as you're trying to get this answer for the flower shop, drop who you think is the greatest babyface of all time. Facebook uh, Thursday nights do that as well. Uh, drop in the comments who you think is the greatest baby face of all time. My, uh, Flair said Steamboat, and I totally agree. I think Steamboat is hands down uh, the greatest baby face of all time. I, uh, my, my top three is, uh, hey, there you go, Wild Boy. Adrian Adonis. Good job. Adrian Adonis. Who, who's your um, top three featherstone? Uh, so, so, I think it's very clear. Everyone in the world knows that Sting, Dusty, Steamboat are my top three. Those are the those are the goats to yeah, me. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, uh, yeah. Dusty oh. is, I, I, you know, he, I think he's he's up there as far as being on the top baby faces. The only thing is, you know, I think his Midnight Rider kind of <laughs> pseudo heel turn kind of messed him up a little bit, and I think uh, his ECW run. His NWO heel turn, I think those messed him up as far as being across yeah. the board all time best oh. babyface. Steamboat never was healed throughout his entire career, so I mean you you got to you got to give it to Steamboat, Steamboat for that because yeah. he never turned Dusty turned heel. So Steamboat uh, and Dusty was Steam. actually healed before he was a face. He was teaming up with uh, Dick Murdoch in, in, in uh, uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida, so. He started. I mean, he 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 had a big. Uh, uh, what's going on, John? Welcome to the chat room. Um, 
he he had a big babyface turn, uh, but at the same time, you know, he started off as a heel and but Steamboat yeah. from from start to finish, babyface the whole time. So gotta yeah, give Yeah, Steamboat's him. one, Sting two, Dusty yeah. three. Yep. Some people even say in the territory it was Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich is up there. I know he didn't get national exposure but in the territory days. Wildfire. Wildfire, Tommy Rich. NWA champion for like a couple of days. Couple of days. Him and Ronnie <laughs> Govan. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long was he champ, by the way? Let me check and see. Ronnie uh, Govan was like four days. How bizarre GHP? World's Heavyweight Championship, the history. Let's check the history. Because remember, he said take um, this. Daniel, JJB saying Daniel Bryan in the past 10 years. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, the past 10 years, though. Maybe the past five years. 10 years? Yeah, because there haven't been really, like, clear-cut baby faces uh, as far as the best. Yeah. All right, so trying to get a list of champions here. Um, uh, <clears throat> it was people saying Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, yeah, uh, Duggan's up there. I'll say the du- 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 Dugan is he in the top five. Too. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a his heel run in the WCW jacked him up though. When he when he joined uh, Team Canada, that was that was a terrible idea. All right, um, next trivia question. He had it for two. The months. Hardcore Championship uh, lasted in the WWE from blank to blank. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, uh, he had it for two months. Uh, yeah, he did. Garvin did. Yep. Uh, could the greatest. Shortest world title reigns be a good bracket too. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Next week we'll do the one that was requested. I have it written somewhere, but I'll do it as far as uh, the ones that were requested. All right. So, uh, what are you great? Let, let's just skim through the Hell in a Cell live and uh, Raw and SmackDown. There you go, Wild Boy. Not almost, almost GHP. Ninety-eight to two thousand two. Ninety-eight to two thousand two. All right, what grade well would you give it. Hell in a Cell? First of all, the Hell in a Cell uh, poster was absolutely terrible. Uh, oh it, yeah, it was, it was bad. Horrible. Devil to do. Uh, one of uh, the worst, probably bad. the worst poster, the poster I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, it was just terrible. <laughs> so bad. I'm like, uh, what? Are, what am I looking at here? Is this some type of satanic? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it was, right. it was terrible. Some kind of cult. Um, yeah, um, some type of cult type thing. Uh, yeah, JJP, very sci-fi horrible. Yes, I agree. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, very, it's very like Sharknado type B list. Um, yeah, for I don't me, know who came up with that poster idea, but it was it was terrible. Um, um from the beginning up until the main event. I would give it about a B plus. The, the undercut was really well. I, I loved the tag match, uh, Ziggler and Drew against uh, Reigns, um, Reigns Botch, uh, Rollins and Ambrose. I loved that match. Great ending. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the undercard, uh, Orton and, and Hardy match was well done, even though it was kind of predictable. Um, shout out note to one of my staff members, Toph, who was on my show, 
did mention Orton being a heel. We love it because since he's been healed, he has yet to hit the RKO, which fans love to see him do. And I, I don't know yeah, if anyone else point. thought that, but maybe he could bring the pump back. But um, this is the undercover was well done. It, then the main event happened. Yeah. And how how in the Sam does a hell in the cell end in no contest? It's hell and yeah. a cell. That's the case. When Kane <laughs> debuted in 98, 97, I'm sorry, 98, that should have been a no contest too. I mean, it's you gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. With like, come on, guys. If anything, Brock comes, it makes sense. Foley there, Foley there, and take a bump. Okay. If anything, Brock does what he do and leave. You could have had them both not being able to respond. You could have did the ten count. They didn't respond. Yeah. Then it could be okay a draw. Give us some kind of ending. Reigns could have did a Shawn Michaels where he just. Barely put his hand over his chest. Oh, that makes sense, but a no contest for Hell in a Cell? Come on. And especially with yeah. these two guys, he's been in ambulance matches. He's throwing people off of cliffs, off of, off of boulders. Like It's like Y.E. Coyote and, 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 and uh, the road one, runner. They done done everything to each other. But yet, Brock comes in, beats yeah. them with fragments of tables in the F5, and they can't move. Come on, guys. Yeah. That was just a cop ending. But other than that, Overall, how the show was well done. Overall, give it a B plus. Surprisingly, good pay per view. Yeah, I, I would say a B. I would say a solid B. It was. I think it was good. I think the the overall stuff was good. Um, some it, it did what it's supposed to do uh, because um, because it continued <laughs> feuds. Uh, like the sorry. fact that the minor pay per view. Uh, yeah, the the you'll find it. It's, you find the selling toys and us, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, solid, solid B. All right. So we got to uh, uh, zoom through the rest of them. Uh, what grade would you give Raw, everyone? Um, I'll give Raw. Um, let's see. C plus. Yeah, I, 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 I give Raw B as well. Dallas Reigns and Corbin at the end. Ember Moon. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty decent. Okay, well, it was pretty decent. B. Yeah, I well. Give Corbin credit. Corbin did really well in the ring. He's good in the ring. Yeah. He's a lot better than Angle. Yeah. The ending was predictable. It was like NWO WCW 1998 with a predictable yeah. ending with the the dogs of war, war dogs, whatever you call them. But I mean, like you said, the undercard was cool. Uh, Drew and Drew and uh, Dean was a good match. Of course, Rollins and Ziggler was good. Ronda Rousey, I swear she's going to – I'm just waiting for her to tear somebody's arm off the socket. Um, yeah. it, 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 to me, the take a promo was a waste. You could have did that via satellite. It, his interest was longer than him talking. Yep. My brother. Okay. Destruction came. All right. Okay. All right, so Rob Boy C. Hot C, DSPC, minus Timmy. Raw was awful. Minus C, JJBC. Uh, okay. There's a couple more on here, too. Um, all right. My stomach turns, man. Broster like the shield. Dolph, Mac, and Braun every week. Yep. Okay. All right. Next trivia question. Uh, the person, this person won the WWE World Tag Team titles with Andre the Giant in 1989. This person 
won the WWE World Tag Team titles with Andre the Giant in 1999. Good job, Taylor. Welcome to the chat. Great job. Um, somebody said it. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, Taylor, it looks like. Off topic, right, I'm uh, curious. So, wow, boy. Everyone keeps saying how bad the ending to How I Met Your Mother is. And he said Hell in the Cell had the worst ending of How I Met Your Mother. How did that end? Did it end in like some kind of dream sequence or everyone's talking about that? I mean, the show's old. It's no spoiler alert. Do you know that, Featherstone? No, I've never. I've, I don't think I've ever. Um, I think that's the show with Diggy Hell. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. All right, so we got a row. Um, SmackDown, real quick, uh, just grades. What do you guys What do you guys get for grades? I like the Becky and, and Charlotte stuff. I really like the Becky stuff. I really, yeah. Really put a line her. Styles and Amos was good. Um, Love it, she. Oscar's trying to gain some momentum back, so I appreciate yeah, that as well. So uh, overall, I give about uh, B plus for SmackDown. Yeah. When is AJ going to be in SmackDown well. again? Yeah, SmackDown was, was well. I love Becky Shoes. Nakamura, you got to love Nakamura and his yeah, facial expressions. Uh, yeah. AJ's champ, you just keep forgetting. He's been champ for almost a year. Yeah. And he has just um, been SmackDown. JJB is saying Becky's on a little level as a heel. That's the only thing, though. She's a, she was a, she's not really a heel. Like they're not really doing a really good job. All right, so let's uh, let's get into this uh, flavor of the week. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Right, so I was going to give you a bunch of trivia questions, ladies and gentlemen. Fill in the blank. Former WWE talent Gunner Blank. Fill in the blank, former WWE talent, Gunner Blank. Gunner. All right, so we got the bracket. We got the bracket. Uh, where's the bracket? What do I do? Here we go. Bracket. Here we go. Um, Rhythm and Blues, Bushwhackers, Rockers, and Freebirds. We might, if we zoom through this real quick, I might have some uh, time for some more Ask Chris questions. All right, who's uh, so? Here we go. Here's the two teams here. Semifinals. Semifinals. So we have the first one is the Bushwhackers versus Rhythm and Blues. The Bushwhackers versus Rhythm and Blues. What? Rhythm and Blues. What do y'all got? Blues. And again, if this is the Thursday night, uh, Facebook tweet at Chris Prolific or leave a message on the Facebook stream uh, of what you think. Um, that. Um, still no, still no answer for the Gunner Blank. Y'all don't remember him? <laughs> I do. Uh, he was. He didn't end up doing pretty good at NWA, but uh, uh, y'all don't remember him. Gunner Blank. What do we got? Gunner Blank. Um, there you go, Wild Boy. Someone said it. Good job. Gunner Scott. Gunner Scott. Brent Albright. Um, ended up doing pretty good in, in NWA. All right, so Weatherman Blues. All right. Weatherman Blues makes it to the finals. How about that? Rhythm and Blues. 
congratulations to <laughs> Rhythm and Blues making it to the finals. Um, all right. Uh, and let's see. Um, all right, so here's the, the next one. The Rockers versus the Freebirds. The Rockers versus the Freebirds. What do you got? Who we got? Who we got? We got? Um, all right, looks like we got a finalist. All right. This is, uh, this is fun stuff. Finals, ladies and gentlemen, are Freebirds of Ethereum, buddy. Oh, yeah, they were, they were awesome. Rhythm and Blues versus the Rockers. Rhythm and Blues versus the Rockers. Who do you got? Rhythm and Blue. Rhythm and Blues made it to the finals. How about that? Rockers versus Rhythm and Blues. Who do you got? Rockers versus Rhythm and Blues. Finals. It's the finals, ladies and gentlemen. The finals. I love ripping my cards, my no cards, uh, doing them. Doing the show, I think. Uh, you know, it's so funny. Um, I, I love ripping the note cards, and uh, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do something fun because I always like thought about being like a um, uh, uh, the, the host of like around the horn and stuff like that. And um, oh goodness, I forgot his name, but he would try to throw. He would ball it up and try to hit the camera, but. I wanted like a show like that, so I think I'm just gonna like start tossing my card. So Gunner Scott, if you can see that, toss it. Toss it. <laughs> something, something to that nature. But these little cards won't toss very well. So just Gunner, boom, toss it. I'll throw that landed on top of my head. How about that? Yep. Just uh, all right. Uh, all right. So congratulations to. The Rockers. The Rockers is the best WWE tag team. Never won a um, the tag team championship. So congratulations to the Rockers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a few ask Chris questions. We got a few minutes left, so uh, we can make this happen. Uh, got enough time to answer a couple more questions. Do some trivia too. Here we go. Here is one. Hey, trivia. Chris, wasn't it true that you had a 10 year I with Undertaker and quote was tired of WrestleMania 33? I did not. I was actually cheering. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were right next to me. I was cheering. <laughs> um, uh, we were cheering and people got mad at us. <laughs> people. We were the biggest heels in that arena that night in Orlando. <laughs> it was me, you, and one other person, like two rows uh, above us. And like there was like two, no, two rows below us, cheering. Like everybody, yeah. um, it was it was cool to see the the send off. Uh, that that was awesome. I respected that. But throughout the throughout the entire show, I mean throughout the entire match, I was cheering for Roman Reigns. All right, uh, next uh, trivia question. What year did the great Kali win the World Heavyweight Championship, and how did he win it? 
twofer here. What year did the great Kali win the World Heavyweight Championship, and how did he win it? You had to remember this. JJB's asking, do you think Jeff Hardy will ever be world champion again before he retires? No. Uh, good job, Taylor. Taylor's coming in, man. Coming oh, man. in and uh, hey, Taylor. and making and, and answering the questions. 2007 Battle Royal. Great job. Great I think. Job. Uh, Great way to uh, introduce yourself in the pancakes and power slams fold. Very well. We we should give Dave Batista right. a hug since he hasn't been invited to SmackDown 1000. Yeah, he hasn't been invited. To, yeah, he hasn't been invited to SmackDown 1000. Although. You know, that might be cave baby. <laughs> All right, one more trivia question before we go. Who managed Gold Dust when he was the artist formerly known as Gold Dust? Who managed Gold Dust before he was uh, when he became the artist formerly known as Gold Dust? Wild Boy's asking Max Chris your opinion. Greatest woman's wrestler. Uh <sighs> Uh, good, good job, GSP. Luna. Luna for sure. Um, greatest woman wrestler. As far as athleticism, ability, popularity. I don't know which. I mean, you know, what's uh, what's your what's your credentials there? Uh, popularity would be Mula. She's the most popular of all time. She's been around for 100 years. Um. Greatest as far as WWE accomplishments would be Trish, and my personal favorite is Lita. So, you was a Lita fan? Oh yeah, yeah. Lita's the Lita, Lita was cool. Absolutely. I ain't gonna just nice lady. Yeah. I ain't gonna. I was more of a Trish fan, but Lita was Lita was good. I love Victoria. Yeah, that was big. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Uh, 338 episodes in the books. It's been an honor. Uh, and we will. Uh, <laughs> my wife. Uh, I didn't think she was married, but uh, you know, hey, listen. Uh, feel free to uh, nicely approach her if uh, she's single. Uh, <laughs> all right, so ladies and gentlemen, listen. Episode. <laughs> yes. This is a holy podcast. You're absolutely right. Um, all right. Uh, let's, 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 let's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, uh, 338 episodes in the books. All right, so listen, follow Crave Wrestling. All right, so follow Crave Wrestling for the Pancakes of Power Slams. Uh, follow at Chris Prolific. And listen, put the show over like you were last week. We need more momentum as far as getting this um, uh, on pro wrestling tees. Some people were talking about one hour tees. I was getting, uh, I was getting tweets from people, uh, you know, putting one hour tees with them. So, so tweet this, tweet if you have Twitter, go go here. Okay, let me give you the two. Uh, here you go. At Crave Wrestling, uh, at, at Chris Prolific, at Crave Wrestling. Now follow them uh, if you um, are listening, wherever you are, listening to the Tuesday uh, YouTube or the Thursday night Facebook. Uh, follow those two things. Uh, follow those two Twitter handles. And, um, you know, continue to put the show over, positive reviews. Thank you so much for continuing to love the show. 
Uh, you are awesome. Pancakes and Power Slams are the best fans in the world, as I always say. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I'll do it for you. God bless you all. Have a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>